Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Liberal MP Jim Carr. And up first in today's country comment, we'll talk about some new seed varieties on the market for 2020. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute, and here's today's country comment. There are plenty of new seed varieties on the market for 2020. I caught up with Todd Hyra with Seacan. There's uh, two that I'd like to point out, I guess, or, or maybe three, depends on how you want to look at it. Uh, the first one is AAC Alida, which is a uh, new CWRS wheat uh, developed by Agriculture Canada and Swift Current. And so we see it as a, a nice follow-up to AAC Brandon. It's got a few uh, advantages over Brandon. The yield would be in the same range, but I would rate it as a much better sprouting tolerance and a lower dawn uh, rating, lower dawn accumulation than AAC Brandon. Uh, that and it's mitch tolerant, so it provides this extra level of protection. So it's an all-around nice package with an MR diffusarium, low dawn accumulation, short strong straw, and uh, has the added bonus of mitch tolerance. So that's the first one. Uh, the other one is um, ORE3542M. And so there's two products, actually. There's uh, ORE3542M and ORE3541M. Both of them are brand-new oat varieties from uh, Oat Advantage out of Saskatoon. So these, these were both approved by Richardson Milling as well as General Mills earlier this year. So we're quite excited about these two. Uh, both have short, strong straw. Uh, exceptionally plump kernels. And so from an end user's perspective, they look great. But also from a farmer's perspective, they look really uh, quite attractive in the field. And uh, that bushel weight and uh, and plumpness uh, really helps them uh, helps them uh, from, from both uh, end users as well as a farmer customer's perspective. So those are the two uh, or the three products I'd like to highlight uh, heading into spring. Both are, all three are still um, good supplies available and are um, expected to see nice uptake in 2020. Have a lot of farmers um, purchased their seed already or is that something they'll do in the coming weeks here? Well for the most part a lot of the seed would be uh, pre-arranged. There's always uh, with cereals quite often there's uh, in-season business that always happens but uh, a lot of uh, a lot of it has been booked and will probably be moving essentially as we speak. our seed grower members would have cleaned this up, put it in position, as well as taken a, uh, a speculative uh, position on additional seeds so that they've got uh, more cleaned up and ready to go to react to in-season demand and, uh, and changes that customers may have. Are you uh, aware of any, any trends in, in uh, crop types, uh, I guess, you know, increases or decreases? Depending on the region. So uh, we have a, a new um, Durham variety called AAC Stronghold, in uh, Saskatchewan and Alberta, and so we've seen a real uptick with Durham in uh, the western prairies, and in particular, AAC Stronghold has been filling some of that void. So that's been one of the primary uh, drivers. Also seen good demand for feed barley, feed oats, um, and it, it's, it seems to be regional for some of the, uh, the wheats, depending uh, area by area. That was Todd Hyra with Seacan. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Ottawa's announcement of increased funding for FCC and the reprieve on payments for the advanced payments program is a good first step, but many in the egg industry believe more could be done. 
MP John Barlow is the Conservative Shadow Minister for Agriculture and Agri-Food. Expand uh, the exemption for carbon tax. And the second thing, the carbon tax is scheduled to be increased on April 1st. Do not do that. This is not a time to be increasing taxes on any industry, but certainly not agriculture. And there are certainly some things that they could do on, on the business risk management um, programs, uh, increase exitability to that 85%, uh, maybe take a look at Agri-Invest. He also wants to see Ottawa declare agriculture a critical infrastructure. Spring road restrictions are now in place for southern Manitoba. The goal is to protect Manitoba's roads from damage by reducing allowable axle weights during the spring thawing season. The restrictions will be in place until May 29th. The Prairie Agricultural Machinery Institute has hired a new CEO as Dave Gallagher prepares for retirement. Tim Oleksin is board chair and says they're pleased to welcome Leah Olson to the role. She has uh, experience in, in senior management and, you know, and, and through ag and manufacturing, specifically transportation. You know, she's, she served, um, you know, either as a director or advisor to, you know, a tremendous amount of organizations uh, that are private and public both. Olson begins her new role in mid-April. And Keystone Agricultural Producers has some tips for producers on how to fight COVID-19. Here's program manager Taya Green. I think some of the biggest ones are hand washing and when you need to uh, be doing hand washing. Uh, so, you know, we all know that we need to do it after we interact with people, um, after we've been coughing or sneezing and bathroom breaks. Those are fairly uh, practical, but we're also starting to recommend that people wash hands when they're getting in and out of vehicles, especially if those vehicles are being driven by more than one person or if they haven't been sanitized. Green is recommending that all non-essential personnel be kept off the farm. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Knute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Ag Wire for Friday, March 27th. I'm Corey Knute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Alberta's Agriculture Minister, Devin Dreeshen. And up first, we'll connect with Liberal MP Jim Carr. Liberal MP Jim Carr says this week's announcement by the Prime Minister will help farmers with immediate cash flow. He notes the $5 billion added to the credit capacity of Farm Credit Canada will amount to deferrals on loans and provide interest rate relief over a 12-month period. Well, it's going to relieve some cash flow, and we think that's the most important value now. Everybody is anxious. Uh, the anxiety really is across all sectors of our economy from coast to coast to coast. It's affecting producers and consumers, and it's affecting all of us in our individual lives. So the Government of Canada wants to be able to move quickly, and uh, the way in which we can relieve pressure right away is to add $5 billion to the credit capacity of the FCC, and this will amount to deferrals uh, on loans. Uh, it will uh, result in interest uh, rate relief over a 12-month period. Uh, in addition to all of that, uh, we are advancing $141 million to the grain and oil seeds industry uh, for cash advances, uh, $41 million to the cattle industry. So the immediate pressure is the cash flow pressure that we know producers and agribusiness leaders are feeling. So that is where we have started 
uh, in response to this unprecedented set of issues, but I want your listeners to know that everything is on the table. The minister is in daily consultation uh, with producer groups and industry representatives, and we will look at all ways possible to uh, relieve the burden that all of us are now feeling. So this is something um, new that was announced to deal with with COVID and not something that was previously announced? Yes, this is all new. Uh, had nothing to do with campaign announcements or promises. This is uh, in reaction to COVID and is uh, particular to this set of circumstances and in addition to all programs that had already been announced. And the second part here, um, we'll see advanced payments program loans uh, deferred. Uh, can you take us through that step? Right. So there, there will be uh, deferrals uh, for six months uh, and then 12 months of interest rate uh, deferrals in addition to that. Uh, and also in the farm communities and within the rural setting, there will be people who qualify under the Emergency Response Benefit Program an act that was passed by Parliament and given royal assent uh, yesterday. Uh, So there are additional measures, but we know that of particular interest uh, is the cash flow problem that is being faced by many at a very difficult time. It's not only this unprecedented set of issues uh, that COVID is presenting to us. It's also a very tough year. Uh, trade irritants uh, over which producers have no control, and uh, there is convergence of issues that has seriously impacted farm communities. The government of Canada knows that, is sensitive to that, and we're moving quickly, and we will move as necessary uh, to protect our producers. That was Winnipeg South MP Jim Carr. He's also the Prime Minister's special representative to the Prairies. There is lots of discussion around the sustainability of Canada's food supply system as we move through the COVID-19 pandemic. Alberta's Agriculture Minister Devin Dreeshen addressed concerns around the province's food supply system during a press conference yesterday. Alberta's food production and distribution systems are diverse and stable. We are in constant contact with our partners in Alberta's food supply chain, and Albertans can be confident that the necessary steps are being taken to make sure people have what they need. To ensure Alberta's food supply systems are maintained, we are taking the following actions. We are putting an official request through the federal government to deem the entire food supply chain as an essential service to ensure a safe and stable food supply for Albertans. We are focused on maintaining a strong and open trade relationship between Canada and the U.S. for movement of essential goods across our border. We are working to maintain functional rail service and commercial trucking systems within Canada and North America to enable the movement of essential goods. Our government is also coordinating with federal agencies to ensure Indigenous peoples have equal opportunity for health and safety and not falling behind. And we are working with retailers on supply pressures for high demand items and monitoring availability in rural, remote and Indigenous communities. There are a lot of moving parts to get food to markets and on kitchen tables. Alberta's supply chain is responding well, but it is not business as usual. Restaurants have seen a significant change. More Albertans are working from home and not eating out as often. 
Albertans are making fewer trips to the grocery store, and some have unnecessarily been stockpiling or bulk buying out of fear of future shortages. Major retailers have shared that they are seeing a 50% increase in total sales, and sales per customers have doubled. Demand for long shelf life products and fresh meat has significantly increased. And I want to clearly state and reiterate what Premier Kenny and Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Hinshaw, have said to Albertans. Do not hoard food and daily essentials. The system is intact, and people should be mindful of irrational panic buying and the effect it has on their neighbors. Alberta's food supply is and, continue, and will continue to be secure, and we need to make sure everyone can access the essentials that they need. To ensure that keeps being the case, retailers are responding with a number of measures, like item limits per customer, reduced business hours, seniors-only early opening hours, increased pickup and delivery options, and increased hygiene and safety practices. Food banks here in Alberta have also seen a huge rise in requests for support, and they will expect this trend will continue. These charities have helped support our most vulnerable populations. Unfortunately, as Albertans face great adversity, we have seen donations drop due to the economic impact of this current pandemic. Our government is working closely with food banks across the province to understand the requirements and assess their short, medium, and long-term needs to ensure they have necessary food supply. That was Alberta's Agriculture Minister Devin Dreeshin speaking at a press conference yesterday. That's it for the Prairie Agwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwestradio.com. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair scheduled for next week has been cancelled. The Manitoba Sustainable Energy Association Annual Conference scheduled for April 8th in Morden has been postponed. And the CAP Advisory Council meeting scheduled for April 9th in Portage has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, COVID-19 is creating a lot of stress for farm families. I spoke with farm family coach Elaine Fraze. One of my my um, encouragements as a former mediator with the Farm Debt Mediation Services for any farm family listening to this that is being stressed financially is to pick up the phone and start having communication with your lenders and creditors and also um, look at your bank statements and get a really clear idea of what your family living is going to look like for the next six months to a year and what adjustments you can make to make those numbers um, align uh, more clearly. And um, the other thing is the role that you have in community as well. So on our farm, we're a certified seed business and we're still doing business, but we have to change the way we do business. So when we deliver grain to our local elevator terminal here, it's two-way radio systems. And when truckers come on our yard to pick up or deliver grain for cleaning or buying seed or whatever, then it has to be you stay in the truck, we'll serve you, and um, things will continue on. So um, part of part of how we go through crisis is whether or not you can also see opportunities. So another coping strategy that Nikki Gerard had, she had three Cs and their con- communication. So I already mentioned communicating with your creditors, but also communicating with your family 
as to how the other person is doing and what they need that day to feel well and to get the things done that's on, on their plate. Um, the next one is, is connection with community, and we're seeing happy stories in the news of how community is being expressed in different ways. And in our church community this last Sunday, we had virtual church where we all went to the YouTube link and the worship team was there and the different pastors, and we had church from our homes via computer. And if anyone was smart enough to buy Zoom stocks, they'll be doing really well because Zoom is the virtual meeting platform that I use for coaching farm families, and it's a really good platform. And it was used last night by my husband for a group committee meeting that, again, they had to meet to make decisions, but they all met through the computer instead of face-to-face. So staying connected to community and seeing how you can care for each other from a distance is really important. And then the last piece is celebration, and I think that speaks to um, the hymn that many people know in terms of counting your blessings and being grateful for what you do have and building um, on the good and, uh, and celebrating what is good. So in this call that I was on, um, a, a Holocaust survivor who became the COO of Intel, his name is Andrew Grove, he had a comment that, um, that he told this other Hudson coach one time a long time ago, is that crisis always ends. And I think farm families right now, we're used to living with uncertainty. We plant a crop in the hope and faith that the rain will come and that the crops will be good and that we'll be able to get them off. And we know that 2019 was not that way, and there's a lot of crops still out there. So we always get to choose our response, Corey, and I, I would encourage farm families to to celebrate what is good, to connect with communi- community and ask for the help that they need, but to also communicate really clearly with each other. That was farm family coach Elaine Fraze. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The province has announced that both the introduction of the Manitoba Green Levy and the reduction of the provincial sales tax have been deferred, given new spending requirements to tackle COVID-19. This means Manitoba will once again be subject to the full federal backstop, which will rise to $30 per tonne on April 1st. And the Manitoba government has put out a call to businesses and individuals for certain equipment and services. The full list is available online but includes N95 respirators, surgical procedure masks, nitrile and vinyl gloves, cleaning and disinfecting supplies and a vast range of services. Producers are encouraged to protect themselves but to donate excess supplies over and above what will be required for the farming season. Grain Growers of Canada says farmers need tools to succeed, not the freedom to drown in debt. Executive Director Aaron Garlick was referring to this week's announcement by the federal government. The government's response during a time of crisis is to take on more debt. And I think even going into this pandemic situation, many Canadian farmers were not well positioned to look to take on any additional debt. She says the group continues to advocate for more comprehensive business risk management programs. Keystone Agricultural Producers has released a sanitation checklist for farmers. Here's Program Manager Taya Green. I think every farm could start sanitizing, um, you know, as much as they felt that they needed to. If your farm is at the size where every piece of equipment is only run by one operator, that's something different than if the same piece of equipment is being used by multiple people. And in that case, we would recommend that you do sanitize in between shifts, that both the outgoing person sanitizes and the incoming person sanitizes all of the surfaces that are touched on a regular basis. 
Green is recommending that all non-essential personnel be kept off the farm. And the Prairie Agricultural Machinery Institute has hired a new CEO. Board Chair Tim Oleksin says they're pleased to welcome Leah Olson to the role. He notes her extensive experience as advisor to provincial and federal ministers and her experience in the ag sector will be a tremendous asset for the organization. Her most recent as CEO of Doc Technology and you know, the corporation and CEO of Seedmaster, I mean, you know, the, you know, dealing on that, that new innovation and autonomous aspect is a is is something that you know very very specifically of uh, of where we're going into the future also. Olson begins her new role in mid-April as current CEO Dave Gallagher prepares for retirement. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email the farm desk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.